edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yay Alabama. I'm Lance Cole from the next round. It is on Roll Tide Pods. Uh, make sure you give us that uh, that thumbs up, like, subscribe. Uh, probably not the episode that Bama yeah. fans want to tune into. Uh, 27-20 loss last week. Yep. I saw you out in L.A. It was yeah. a fun trip. It was an awesome trip. Uh, Rose Bowl, good setting, especially for media members, not so much for uh, people that are just uh, normal fan experience. I, I heard some common commentary that people, I think Herb Street actually put it out, that it should be permanently at the Rose Bowl. No. I, absolutely not. The, the venue itself, in terms of the mountains and the field, is fine. The stadium's outdated. It has no fan amenities. It is impossible to get in and out of for, oh. for the fans. People so, laugh at no. me. I had planned on staying the entire game. Yeah. And then, which you never do. Well, I never do. <laughs> but we get in there, and it takes us three mile stretch, an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. in. And this is two hours before the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there is zero chance. And I'll tell you about this bourbon here in a little bit. Real Missouri bourbon, by the way. First time I've never tried it. Um, but once we got in there, I had planned the entire time. I was like, this is going to be an incredible game. I've got a feeling. I want to stay for the entire thing. We're staying for the entire thing. Once we get in there, I'm like, we won't be out of here for hours. Yeah. So it's impossible. Leave at halftime, though. It's going to yeah. be a long halftime. Yeah. Go to a brewery. And then Donald and Brown call and Emily Grace like two hours later, and they're stuck. So I had to yeah. go get them. Uh, but that place, beautiful. Unbelievable. Fun experience one time. Yeah. Media, yeah. I, I get it. I, I Listen, we, we get a police escort in. So, you know, the media that tells you this is not the average fan experience. No. But we did have to wait. It took forever to get out of there. Okay, so this has been Holiday. And this is Missouri Straight Bourbon Whiskey Bottled in Bond. Uh, we've had this bottle sitting here for a couple of weeks waiting it's for pretty this. pretty good. I've heard it's really good. By the way, cheers. Cheers, bud. New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, bourbon is by definition American-made. I'm reading straight from the notes here. The spirit can only be made in the United States, and it can be made in any state. I think that is kind of a misnomer. Everybody thinks it's got to be Kentucky. Right? Everything's got to be from Bourbon County, Kentucky. It's not. Anywhere in the United States. Yeah, so they said that uh, the finest bourbon results from an ideal combination of client geology. That is rare outside of Kentucky, but it's found in the rolling hills of Weston, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Holiday Distillery founded in 1856, making it the oldest distillery in the state of Missouri and the oldest distillery west of the Mississippi still operating on its original site. How about that? Property sits on active limestone springs that were first chartered by Lewis and Clark See, that's, in 1804. That's key. you got to have a good source of water. <laughs> yeah, you do, don't you? Uh, anyway, this is really good. So they got a lot of shit that I can get into. Oh, they I say uh, the... Uh, it's an interesting label, too. I kind of dig it. I do, too. I mean, it's... it's a little um, throwback, like yeah. a little retro. So they say thick caramel, uh, subtle dry baking spices, and lighter leather and barrel char for the nose. The palate, more spice to the palate than on the nose. Cola-like sweetness with some cherry and raspberry red fruits. Walnuts, semi-sweet chocolate, and slightly dry oak. This proof. is Ben Holiday Bourbon. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's smooth for 100 proof. Yeah, very smooth for 100 proof. Now, I think the price point is, I think the allocation was so small where we originate from out of the state of Alabama. Um, I, I think they only got 30 cases the entire state. Jeez. Yeah. That sounds our, like us. Alabama, man. I don't get our allocation, do you? I was in, we were in L.A. as we are talking about. They had Buffalo Trace in a Target. 
locked yeah. up in a target. We can't even get it at our liquor store. No. You can get it secondhand if you want to pay the secondary market prices, but it's insane. No, and I do like that, uh, being able to go to a Ralph's out there, yeah. a grocery store, which is like a Publix, and they've got a full liquor You don't have to session. make a special trip. Yeah. It's just right there. It just makes so much sense. Maybe one day Alabama will get Maybe. with that. Uh, okay, so what did you think? Uh, you know, early on, Alabama goes up 7 nothing. Yeah. Um it just didn't seem like – like, I never believed Alabama was going to win the game. I thought Michigan was a better team until Alabama went up seven late in the game. And then I was late like, Michigan's game. offense, Alabama made some good adjustments at halftime on the defensive side. Yeah. You know, I find it hard to believe Michigan's going to be able to go 75 yards now. They were able to. They get it to overtime. Yeah. Some people thought Harbaugh would go for two. I was hoping he wouldn't because I had Michigan minus <laughs> the two and a half. Um I mean, what can you say about this Alabama team, though? I mean, it's, it was an incredible season. They they overachieved, not in terms of the talent. Because I think uh, talent-wise, when you look at the individual talent, it, this team probably underachieved. Well, maybe not even. They probably achieved the right level. They made the college football playoff. They won the SEC. You can't say they underachieved. But the same issues that plagued them week one plagued them here. The, the center, you know, Seth McLaughlin, he's taking a lot of heat from that. He's now transferred. He's going to Ohio State. Which is, I mean... Good for him, right? It was an issue all year long, and it was an issue on the game's final play. No one's—you don't lose one game on one play. There are, you know, a handful of plays, 10, 15, 20 plays a game that really determine the outcome of the game. But that was an issue. You know, Jalen Milrow not getting through his reads. Um, you know, there's a key point in the game where um, there's a wide receiver running wide open that Jalen doesn't see, and you can always nitpick stuff like that. But I was surprised Michigan because Alabama in the second half shut Michigan down. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then they get them to that fourth and two, and it feels like all the energy's on Alabama's sideline. I guess game's probably over. But give hats off to Michigan. They, they, This is a team that uh, has sort of lived this way this year. That They even they haven't played a ton of close games, but when they needed to make a play, they made it. Yeah, and I, I was, you know, I, I thought Michigan was this good. Um, but when their offense completely – you know, just just fluttered in the second half. And then you couple that with how bad special teams were for Michigan. You had a, Horrible. You had the muff punt late, which almost was disastrous. You Why had are the you fielding that ball? How are you fielding yeah. that? Why do you even have anybody back? I mean, just. It, just really, really dumb. Um, a missed field goal in the fourth quarter, a missed extra point early on. Yeah. I mean. They tried to hand the game down. That's though. that's how you get beat in these situations. Yeah. Good team on good team. When you're that close and you have that many errors in the special teams, it, it's hard to survive. Yeah, and it's. It, Still trying to figure out what J.J. McCarthy was doing on the first pass of the game. I, don't, I mean, if he's trying to throw that away, that was horrible. Well, yeah, immediately <laughs> I thought I was in the far end zone from that, <laughs> and I didn't know if he got the foot down. It looked like it live, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, this might be a, a beat down. Uh, he, he got the, the foot down. He was just – he hadn't reestablished. Yeah, yeah, re- yeah. Reestablishing himself. So, look, I, I think – Alabama didn't get enough pressure on J.J. McCarthy, and, and they weren't. Alabama couldn't run the football consistently. Although the most consistent job they did running the football was when Justice Haynes yep. got carries. And it looks yeah. like he's going to be the man. Going okay, forward. so I want to ask you about that. And by the way, this is Bama and Bourbon. Yeah, Alabama's uh, Aaron Suttles. Um, tell us about that. It is always brought to you by the, uh, our friends at the Beverage Place, Pink Package. Uh, those two great locations right there on Highway 280. Everything you need from the liquor, beer, seltzers, wine, sodas, mixers, cigars, ice, even fresh lemons and limes. Open early, close late. Go see Chan and JJ and the fine folks at Beverage Place and Pink Package. Yay, Alabama. How can people get involved? Yeah, I've been telling you about it all year. I know some people are just fundamentally against NIL. I, I, I completely understand that. But schools like Michigan are having open campaigns saying, help us keep our players out of the portal. I mean, Michigan put a website out there. Keep, uh, keep our guys at Michigan. Alabama... 
we don't do stuff like that, but it's just as important. If you don't pe want people coming in, taking your All-American, I won't say any names, All-American, name the position. Um, we have to we have to keep them. And so we need resources to do that. And I know that some people don't love it, they don't like it, but it is what it is right now. And if you want Alabama to remain competitive, we need your support. So please consider a membership. Okay, so I think this is interesting. Obviously, Jace was very involved early on. Yep. And Roy Dell has been a big part of yeah. getting, at least down this stretch, getting Alabama to where they are. And Justice Haynes was getting the really critical carries in the second half. And yeah. look, he was very productive. But it almost reminded you a little bit of, and not to this degree because we're talking about quarterbacks and making a switch at halftime yeah. of the national championship, Alabama-Georgia, when Jalen goes out, yeah. Tua comes in, they win the game. And then reports behind the scenes where, well, Tua's family said if he didn't play, then he was transferred. out. Any possibility that was Justice Haynes? Maybe, but you, you just don't. I don't think Nick Saban played two in that game because of two threatening to leave. I think he thought this gives us the best chance to win. Right. I mean, if, if Alabama was winning the game and Jalen was playing yeah. great, this is only Just because people may not remember this, Tua was supposed to play versus Clemson in the Sugar Bowl that year. Yeah. And because of that, that's when Tua was like, "All right, you you prepare me like I'm going to play. I'm, I'm out of here." Uh, I think it's a situation where I, you know, I've been told internally. The Justice had an elbow injury at some point during the season that sort of hampered his development. I think any back of you know his sort of caliber, they're not used to blocking in high school. I mean, you're not you're not asking a five star running back to block a, a ton in high school, so that's an adjustment in learning the the pass. So that always with a freshman running back is concerns, and I think it reached a point where I think we know what Roy Dell can do. He's a very sort of like a Brian, like a Brian Robinson, a north south runner. Um, but not a, not a bunch of gears there. Not saying he's slow. Just I, I think Justice has a little more elusive, elusiveness to him, and, and maybe an extra gear. So I, I think. But I would think in that spot, your your fear with Justice is putting the ball on the ground. And he didn't. Yeah, yeah he didn't. Yeah. But I, I I I I'm conspiratorial, just like you. Like we're worried about this guy going somewhere else. But I don't think Nick Saban plays that way. But. It's fun to talk about. Okay, so we kind of know who's in the portal. Uh, we know who's going to the NFL, at least now. I mean, yeah. do you expect any other departures no. that we haven't? Now, the last one was Jake Pope, three-star safety. Uh, he went into the portal. That broke yesterday. I think Alabama compliance has until midnight tonight to file the paperwork. But I think we know everybody that's that has entered unless there's a last. Actually, the player had to have been in by Saturday at midnight. So, it's just Alabama gets a couple of days to put the paperwork in. So, I, I, I think we've heard the last we're going to hear. That. So, Will Reichard, multiple 50-yard field goals. Thought he might have another opportunity yeah. to win that thing in regulation. Greatest kicker in Alabama history? Yeah. I, I would say so. I mean, There's some great kickers, you know. Completely flipped the narrative of what the running joke was for Alabama field goal kickers. And, I, I mean, mean but he felt good when he went out there. Philip Doyle, Van Tiffen, Michael Proctor. Yep. Um, help uh, me Lee, out Lee Tiffin. Lee Tiffin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's he's the best. Um, on the other side of that, special teams. So as bad as Michigan was, Alabama was good. James yeah. Burnup was really good. Was really good. And he, I don't know. What did you think of that rough? You think that was rough in the punter? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. I was in that end zone, and I was with a bunch of Alabama fans, and you know, so of course they were excited. And they're like. You know, this guy's a poon. Get him off the field. Because, I mean, obviously he did play it up he's a little sell, bit. They're taught to sell it. I know. I'm sure he's a tough Australian dude. But he did lay there for a long time. And, you know, obviously staff had to come out, check yeah. it out. Um, he'll be back, though, right? Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah. Um, well, that's big. 
You know, and, and I think it, what is it, uh, Connor Talty? Yeah. Is the scholarship kicker, so he, he should be the guy next year. I think. And who knows until they get out there and kick. Exactly, yeah. exactly. When you put the pressure on, and you get Caleb Downs, who for the last few games was your punt returner. So, yeah, I think um, I think most of your special teams re- remains intact, although the, the heart of it is a uh, big gone missing with, uh, with Will Rackham. So, with... With Seth transferring to Ohio State, what yeah. will this offensive line look like next year? I mean, obviously, Caden Proctor just got better and better as the yeah. season went on. Yeah. And JC's gone. And JC's He's gone, gone in the first top so you, 15. You know, you get Tyler Booker back huge. Um, you know, he'll be, he'll be my probably my top pick. I'd have to think about it. Probably my top pick to be a permanent team captain voted on next year. He's back. Uh, and, he could, back. and he could be in JC's. Um, situation next year as far as, you know, one of the top offensive linemen coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. Just an absolute stud. You get Jane Roberts back at right guard. So your two guards are back. You got your left tackle back. So you got you to place a center. And I would not be surprised if Alabama looked to the portal somewhere, at least for some depth at center, because there's a hole now. And I know it was – listen, I, I understand I'm fans' emotion. I think some fans were a little too tough on set, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I also understand the fact that these guys are getting paid now, and some people have said if they're getting paid, they're up. In, we, they're not college kids anymore. We can criticize them. I get all that, but um, and we probably overstate. You only have one job. The center has more jobs than one. But and everybody wants to blame Seth. Who kept putting Seth out there? The coaches. The coaching yeah. staff did. So that tells me either one he was their best. They, he had to have been their best option. He had to have been their best. I yeah. say that. But I also saw it, how long it took him to put Jaden Robertson at right guard. So sometimes coaches' decisions uh, are, leave your scratch in your head a little bit. But I do think uh, there's going to be after experimentation during the spring. And, and maybe a, they go f- try to find at least some depth at that position. Because even though right now the portal's closed, it's going to reopen after spring. And, you know, we'll see what sort of attrition or guys coming in we see after that. Okay, with, I mean, how you balance the quarterbacks now? I mean, we know Jalen's going to be the guy next year. Nobody would believe that back in September. But how do you keep these other that's guys? That's an unbelievable question because I think you, you thought Ty Simpson was gone, right? Gone. Immediately day one. I mean, I heard some rumors. Uh, and I think he could, like, have some legitimate, really, really good landing spots. Like Malachi Nelson, who was the number one quarterback coming out in 23, leaves USC after one year and he goes to Boise State. Boise State. That's not a bad place to play. Now, I'm a little surprised that Malachi is going to Boise State based yeah. on all the hype coming out. Yeah. But, like, for Ty Simpson, if you knew you could go to Boise State and become the starter, why would you not? I mean, there was some talk out there about North Carolina, maybe Virginia for, for Ty. So, I was surprised by that. But, look, behind the scenes, they really like Dil- Dylan Lonergan. Well, that's what we heard in fall camp. No one remembers him because, you know, he was a freshman, sort of got put to the side. They really like him. And they also got that five-star freshman, the top quarterback in the country, in now. So, and then you got you got Jalen. Um, I know Nick Saban. So the, I know how Nick Saban operates. It's he's going to start Jalen in the spring. But I, I think if you're being fair to the offense, to what the potential of the offense can be, if you're being fair to your receivers who want to get as many touches as they can because they're working trying to get to the next level, you got to open it up some and. It, you got to open that competition up. That doesn't that doesn't mean Jalen's not your quarterback next next year, but I think you got to give the you got three other really good options. I think Ty Simpson, uh, Dylan Longhorn, and then you got Julian Sam. And I think I think it's going to be a four person competition. And then I, 
if you're going to see some movement at the quarterback position, it'll be after spring. I mean, sort, they, they sort of see where they stand in the pecking order. Uh, Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Tuttle from the Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round where we feature a bourbon. We talk a little Alabama football, but also basketball, which we will get to here in just a minute. It's always brought to you by the Beverage Place, located next to the PGA Superstore on 280. Pink Package, located across from the Target next to Arby's on Highway 280. One-stop shop. They open early. They close late. Get in. Go see Chan, JJ. Find folks there. Um, awesome job. They're the ones that provided us today with the Ben Pretty good, Holiday. Man. I love it. I really do. Yeah, it's really good. And you're right. Old school. Like, yeah. this is, I guess, the wagon you used to, uh, during Prohibition, yeah. when you cover up and yeah. you take the barrels out there. And it's got some 50s font to it. I'm digging it. Yeah. You're going to take this one with you. Um, put it in your collection. Fantastic, though. It's handcrafted small batch bourbon. Each batch being pulled monthly from different barrels spread out on floors, different floors, of their two seven-story rickhouses blended by their master distiller to match their strict criteria for flavor profile. Approximately 80% of the very first batch will be sourced from barrels that were aged on the fifth floor of Warehouse C, wherever that is, the largest rickhouse on site, and the remaining 20% of the bourbon will come from barrels aged on the first floor of the same rickhouse. This tastes like third floor from Warehouse C. i got to tell you, so behind the scenes me and this guy have been talking about his watch for about a year because I've slowly gotten into luxury watches I don't have any yet but I, I have appreciation for them I'm on the wait list for four Rolexes no you're not yeah I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to get them but you know the wait list now oh it's like two years yeah I'm not even guaranteed people that. reach out to me all the time because of our relationship with Bromberg's and they are the best and they're 1836 they're older than uh, right. than this uh, you got to be a good client at Bromberg yeah and, and I'm like look I'm not in the market to buy a watch and they're like just say you're buying it and give it to me I'm like I'm not, not going to do that and then you know, because I think you want to collect, like, th- there's a dying breed out there that don't respect watches because people look at their cell phones for time and stuff like that. And I, I probably, for a matter of my life, I may have felt that way. But so, now it's it's a statement. It's part of your life. It tells a story of your life. I want to be able to give my son something when I die. Yeah, the, the Panerai, uh, it's, yeah. It, so they had a brick and mortar. I went and one in Chicago when I lost the bracket bet. And me and my daughter were traveling across the Midwest a couple of years ago. And then I went to one in Vegas this past week. Okay. And that's beautiful. Like if I had if I had like, you know, F U money, then I probably would take a look at that. We went in one in Beverly Hills. I mean those watches are badass. And you know they what are my, 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 my dad <laughs> my dad passed away a couple of years ago and I was going through all of his stuff. And in his briefcase there was Good for him. Yeah, a Panera. And guess what? I took it straight to our friends at Bromberg's and about thirty minutes later they sent me a text and they were like, Not authentic, not real. I was like, son of a bitch. Oh, dad, what are you doing to me? And, uh, boy, that was going to be a great keepsake. So, my current obsession, are you familiar with Batgirl? No. So, the Batgirl is the GMT2 Master uh, Rolex, and I like the Jubilee bracelet. That's what makes it a Batgirl over the Batman, but it's it's a blue bottom with a black top. Oh, yeah. So, it's a Batgirl because it's got the Jubilee bracelet. Yeah, I've seen the Hulk with the... uh, they got the, and then there's uh, there's the Starbucks, and there's the Pepsi, and there's the root beer. I, like I'm, I'm slowly becoming obsessed, and I realize I don't make enough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't make enough that, money. That is a rich man's <laughs> game. On the but they're watch. beautiful. Like, oh. but you're right. Like for so long in my life, I'm like I got a cell phone. Like I got an Apple Watch. But it's 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 a it tells stories of your life, different periods of your life. It does. Like, like when I pass pass away, um, Jack's getting this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's I don't just, understand people that have them and don't wear them. Like that to me is yeah. like I don't wear them as much. You know why? Because I need to get this one tuned up, and that's one okay. of the things. Also, in you're Rolex, to send every off. five years you got to send that and thing off. That's expensive. 
is twelve fifteen hundred dollars just to get it serviced, which is crazy. But uh, a sorry, lot of, I hijacked the conversation. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is going to him one day. Uh, Bam and Bourbon, real quick. Yeah. Basketball seventy eight. Uh, 75 over Oof. Vanderbilt. They were up 18. They were just cruising in the first half, and they, they this is the thing. I can't. I, Let the foot off the gas at the end of the first half, and then they had this, you know, kind of a slog fest from there on out. They, they, they don't have that killer mentality. No, and, and it, it does seem like one of these, I don't want to call them finesse, but they are definitely offensive-based, and they were averaging 98 points yeah. per game coming into that game, and obviously the offense kind of went away in the second half. I don't know if we've got an identity yet. Really no, good offense. I think, so. I think they're deep. They dis- that disappears at times. That does, yes. Yeah. Uh, but Sears has been a consistent scorer. You know, I think of this, and I hate to – because one of my pet peeves is how we always steer things back to Alabama football. But let's just say football in period, like in general. They remind me of how we used to think about hurry up, no hurry, hurry up, spread offenses when, when they first brought jumped on the scene, like all finesse, as you mentioned it. Yeah. They're going to finesse that you can't control the line of scrimmage. You can't win that way. That's sort of what this Alabama basketball team feels like. They can score, but there's no toughness to them. There's no grit. That's what I would say. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And as we've gotten into conference play, look, we'll, we'll learn a lot. They got South Carolina, which is 13 and 1. Um, Lamont Pierce done a great job with yeah. South Carolina. Coming off a uh, win this past week. The SEC's good. Conference. Tennessee's good. Auburn blew Arkansas out of the ball. Oh, I think, I think right now, I mean, Whatever order you want to put them in. I mean, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Auburn all look like they look like the, the Final Four. Yeah, they look like the, clearly the three best teams. I, I, I don't know we know what to think about Alabama yet. I think on a, any given day, Alabama can run you out of their gym just how good offensively. That's it. If they're hitting the perimeter shots. Yeah. I think in the first half this weekend against Vanderbilt, they in the first half they only shot six two-pointers, I well, think. Well. So, I mean, it's a barrage of threes. And, look, you know, maybe they'll we got find... the great white hope back at Alabama. Sam Walters, baby. Yeah. And and Nelson's really good. I mean, they they've got some scores. It's a fun team to watch. Will it all come together? Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, we're gonna do this every week through basketball. We're gonna be previewing a different bourbon. Uh, we'll be talking Alabama hoops, some recruiting stuff, portal stuff. Yeah. This man is all on it again. Yay, Alabama! How can yeah. people get involved that are Alabama yeah. fans and make sure you're back in a college football playoff next year? Yeah, yay dash Alabama dot com backslash fans you can learn about your levels of membership and I, and I can't tell you enough and I can't implore you enough if you care about the future of Alabama football it, we need your support I know you don't like it I, compl- I read all the message boards I know you don't like it but if, if we don't support this other schools are you saw what Ole Miss did in the portal and there are other schools that are dying to win it's I, I get it we, we've been on top for a long time and I say we because I'm with the Alabama now Alabama's been on top for a long time. If you want to stay there, it's going to take some commitment. And we appreciate at least you going to our website and looking around and kicking some tires. You can always DM me on Twitter and ask me more questions, but I'd be happy to answer them. Uh, Special thanks to our friends at the Beverage Place Pink Package. And, of course, pick it up. Ben Holiday. It is Missouri Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's hard to find, at least where we are. That's but good, most man. good bourbons are hard to find <laughs> here in the state of Alabama. Beverage Place, Pink Package, they'll take care of you, though. As for this by name, I agree. I think it's one of the best we've had this season. I agree. Yeah. I was not expecting a lot, but I, the whole thing I dig. I dig the packaging, the throwback 50s font, the, the wagon, and it, it backs it up. Oh, I could sit here with you and drink this entire bottle today. Let's do it. Yeah, the last time we, uh, <laughs> we did an impromptu Abama and Bourbon from the, what, 77th? 70th. 74. One of the weirdest hotel layouts. Oh. When you have the lobby on the 74th floor, 
I wasn't. I wish I would have now. So I'm mean, on 53. So you go into this hotel, which the bottom half is like office, like regular offices. But you got to you go all the way up to the 70th floor. That's the hotel lobby. And then you got to check in. Then you got to go over, go down to your floor. So for me, to, so if I wanted to go from my room on the 53rd down to the lobby, I'd have to go back up to 70. Walk across the lobby, get down to the express elevator to take you. To it was amazing. We got lost. We weren't the only, and I forgot. It was a receiver's no, it was, it was a GA on the Bama staff, yeah. Ben something. Yeah. I don't know. We got an elevator with him, and we got completely lost. Like, we <laughs> had to go down to a floor, get off, go to another floor. Uh, it was a beautiful, like, it was oh, the best view of LA yeah. I've ever seen. It's incredible. And it's a luxury hotel, and there's some kind of deal. Someone told me, like, the bottom offices is like, I'm going to butcher the airline name, but you saw all the, the airline personnel there. Yeah. It's like Korean Air or yep. whatever. It's like their U.S. headquarters or something. So, I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah, I would highly recommend. There's not a lot of things I recommend about L.A. There's some good things. I don't, I don't know how much it. you like it. I don't love it. Yeah. I it's, think California's a little overrated. No, it is. It yeah. is. I mean, that's why so many people are moving from California yeah. and uh, coming our yeah. way. But, like, I thought it was really cool. We're sitting there. It was New Year's Eve. Uh, it was earlier in the day. And the county sheriff's chapter comes up and they just kind of hover right there and they're waving yeah. to everybody yeah. and it was just something you just don't see and you look down and you see all these skyscrapers that are way below you and we're not even on the top floor like the rooftop yeah. bar was up 73rd floor was on the rooftop yeah, yeah when i got there i was like this is the weirdest rooftop because it's not on the rooftop yeah it's it's like, a, they like, advertise it as the largest open air rooftop bar in the western hemisphere i can believe i never that. got up there believe it or not but i, I didn't either lance got us a couple drinks we did a, an impromptu babe and bourbon they like their their <laughs> drinks there like Two drinks, and there was like fifty bucks. You knew you were. No, it was it was the two drinks, and then I got two sodas for whoever else. And with tip, it was a hundred bucks or ninety bucks. It's insane. It's L.A. man. It's okay. You can get this bottle for less (laughs) than that. Um, Again, special thanks, uh, Beverage Place Pink Package. We'll do this again next week. Happy New Year, everybody! Um, And we'll see what Alabama does in hoops this week. Yeah, I got South Carolina this week. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll be back next week. Make sure you like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up right here on Roll Tide Pods.